Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Tis the Season to Think, Prophecy and the Jesus of Christmas. Jesus Christ, some believed, some did not. That's not changed. Some believe, some do not. Seems it has been that way from the start right up until the present day. Many want evidence. They had it then. And we have even more now. Or Old Testament was full of prophecies about the coming of Jesus, which made for a roadmap of a sort to the Messiah. Keep in mind that the Old Testament was completed by 450 BC, meaning the prophecies about Jesus were written hundreds of years before his birth. Christ himself referred to searching the scriptures for the prophecies about him. Searching the scriptures, looking at these prophecies, not only provides evidence for the perfectly planned birth of the Son of God, but evidence for the truth of scripture itself. When Paul said the word of God is God-breathed, divinely inspired, there is no doubt. God spoke through Micah, Isaiah, Zechariah, and others to prepare mankind for the Messiah's birth. Look at what God said about prophecy. I have declared the former things from the beginning. They went forth from my mouth, and I caused them to hear it. Suddenly I did them, and they came to pass. Even from the beginning I have declared it to you. Before it came to pass, I proclaimed it to you, lest you should say, My idol has been them, and my carved image, and my molded image have commanded them. Powerful. And Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. When Jesus Christ was born, he was the fulfillment of about 60 major prophecies concerning the Messiah. Promises given to God's people. Christianity rides on the fulfillment of these prophecies in our Lord. Is scripture reliable? Was Jesus who he claimed to be? Consider just eight of the prophecies about the Messiah. First, that he would be born in Bethlehem. Micah 5 verse 2, written some 700 years before the birth of Jesus. But you, Bethlehem, out of you shall come forth the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old from everlasting. And of course we know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Luke records in chapter 2, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. Taking a look at a second prophecy, that he would be preceded by a messenger, John the Baptist. Isaiah 40, verse 3, a voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Matthew chapter 3 records, in those days, John the Baptist came 
preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. A third prophecy about the Messiah, that he would enter Jerusalem on a donkey. Zechariah chapter 9. Your king is coming to you, lowly and riding on a donkey. And then we read about the fulfillment of it in Jesus in Matthew chapter 21. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. A fourth prophecy, that he would be the Messiah, betrayed by a friend. The psalmist writes in Psalm 41, Even my familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Matthew records of Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. And then another prophecy, that the Messiah would be sold for 30 pieces of silver. Zechariah 11, verse 12. If it is agreeable to you, give me my wages, and if not, refrain. So they weighed out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. The fulfillment was in Matthew chapter 26. What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. Another prophecy, money thrown down, used to buy a potter's field. And sure enough, what Zechariah had recorded in chapter 11 was fulfilled also in Judas. That Jesus, the Messiah, would stand dumb before his accusers. Isaiah 53 verse 7 said he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. And our Lord, when he stood before the chief priests and the elders, gave no answer. That his hands and his feet would be pierced, the final prophecy that we're going to look at today. Psalm twenty-two, sixteen, and this is remarkable. They pierced my hands and feet. The fulfillment of it, we know, is what happens on the cross. Luke 23 records, when they came to the place called the skull, I was just there. I just saw it, Golgotha. They crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Okay, what's so unusual is that the time the Psalms were written, there was no crucifixion. It was before the Persians and the Romans had started um, capital punishment in the form of the cruelest ever death crucifixion. Just a powerful prophecy fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. The chance that any man might have lived and fulfilled all eight prophecies is one in ten to the seventeenth. One with seventeen zeros behind it. Now that's just eight of the prophecies and I mentioned there are sixty major prophecies about the Messiah that our Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled. 
When God breathes a prophecy, he does not break his promise.